What's up, RTC? This is the Career Progressions Podcast, brought to you by RevealTalent.com. I'm your career advocate, Mark Allred. You know, building the career you want is no longer about climbing the ladder of success. Technology and the speed of information have made advancing in your career like climbing a rock wall. Our podcast focuses on the stories of career pros and experts who have climbed before you. What they share will help you find the climbing holds they use to get where they are today. Their stories will help you be proactive, be intentional, and keep moving forward. My guest today is the Executive Director of Global Talent Acquisition for Verizon, Carrie Royer. Carrie leads a talent acquisition team of over 250 professionals that recruit talent at all levels of the organization. She's also responsible for the Verizon Career Site and recruitment through the media, advertising, and social media. She's spent over 15 years in leadership in both HR and consumer sales. Her passion is growing professionals to become the leaders of tomorrow, And her mantra is that you should focus on getting at least 1% better every day. Well, hey, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today. Great to be here, Mark. Well, I tell you, Carrie, you are easily one of the hardest working people I know. But if there's anything that's more impressive than your work ethic, it's the passion that you put into everything you do. Can you give us a peek into that whirlwind life of yours? Oh, thanks, Mark. So, sure, I'm happy to. So, um, let me start off by saying, to to your point about a whirlwind life here, Uh uh, several years ago, I worked for this amazing leader who (laughs) shared his passion for the seven habits of highly effective people. And I can tell you honestly, that really changed my life. So first, kudos to you, Mark, for being that, that leader. But since then, you know, what it did is it really taught me to be a big believer in planning my days, my weeks, and really even my years ahead of time to really make sure I'm focusing on the right things and living my life on purpose, right? Instead of just kind of reacting to the day-to-day because it's hard to get it all in. So, um, you know, being a mom, I'm a mom to two beautiful girls, so Lucia and Julia, um, eight and six, but of course, you know, they're going on 16. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, married to my husband, Scott. We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. That is fantastic. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And- yeah. And, and, and as you mentioned, I'm, I'm at Verizon. I've been there for 13 years. Um, I'm at a company that I absolutely love. I'm in a job that I love in recruiting where, you know, you really get to make an impact on people's lives. So, couldn't be happier. That's fantastic. And you mentioned the girls, and, and I know the history behind the names of the girls. You're a huge Beatles fan, right? I am. I am, yes. So Lucia doesn't come across as a Beatles name, uh, name but her middle name is Michelle uh-huh. after the song. And my daughter, Julia, her name is Julia McCartney, both after Julia the song and um, John Lennon's mother's name, and McCartney after my favorite Beatle, Paul. And you're overlooking Lucia in the sky with diamonds. We'll just go <laughs> Yeah, Lucia, yeah. In fact, I wanted to nickname her Lucia. It just it didn't work out that way. We just call her Lucia now. I hear you. I hear you. Well, Carrie, look, you, you've got a big job. In fact, you've got the word global in your title. 
that's a really big sandbox. You know, I remember when I got my first district manager position, I used to try to impress the kids by telling them when we were in another state, you know, kids, we're still in my district. I think about you, you can literally fly around the planet and tell your kids the same thing. So what have you learned about how job seekers differ around the world? That is such a fun way to think about that. I think I'm going to have to steal that one there you go. Um, with the girls. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we spend a lot of time making sure that we really understand the unique cultural differences mm-hmm. um, and what's important to job seekers in, you know, one country or region can be different than in another. So if you think about some countries like across EMEA, for example, it's really important to candidates that they can see the full offering of the benefits and the total rewards of a company upfront mm-hmm. before they'll even apply. So we have to make sure, you know, our job postings and we're providing all that information up front. Um, and then in some countries like Germany or India, they have these really long notice periods. In fact, huh. sometimes as long as 90 days. And so once they, they accept a job offer with you um, and they put in their notice, it's not uncommon that candidates, you know, will also receive competing offers during oh. that time period. So it's really important to have, you know, engagement activities and making sure that you're building that sense of connection and belonging before they join. So, you know, all in all, I would say it's really important for us to kind of like know what are the differences, respect them. And make sure that you're translating the employee value proposition in a way that really resonates with them. That's really interesting. Yeah, the world's an interesting place and how the cultures vary from this to that. Well, let me, let me narrow things down a bit because I know a lot of listeners in our community are just starting out their careers. And at the time that this podcast was filmed, many of them are just graduating college. Well, congratulations, by the way, to those listeners. I have uh, I had a great conversation with you the other day about the links that companies like yours go to to attract this emerging talent. But here's the problem. So many graduates don't even realize how much they're being pursued. So you had some really interesting points about that. Can you talk a little bit about that for a minute? Sure. And congratulations as well to um, to the listener. So College talent is really a critical talent pool for most organizations. And if you think about, there's this big gap between the demand and the supply of talent when it comes to like new and emerging skills, and that's just continuing to grow. So a lot of companies recognize that this early in career talent is really critical to be able to fill that gap, Mm. but also to really build and develop a pipeline of future leaders for their organization. And because of that, their campus programs are growing each year. So it's a really competitive space for employers as well as candidates. And, you know, there's this perception out there that the best talent kind of gets scooped up early Mm -hmm. in the season. Mm -hmm. So these are the people who are, you know, proactively looking for opportunities. They're attending the school events. They're applying early to these job postings. Um, And what's interesting is it's so competitive that you're actually seeing students who are getting multiple offers from different companies. And in some school, well, actually many schools, they'll actually require that companies give students two to three weeks or more to be able to accept or decline their offer so they can Hmm. really figure out what they're looking for and what company they wanna go to. 
That's interesting. And you said so. You said early in the season. So what is what is early in the season for these for these uh, students that are looking for that kind of work? Great question. If you're looking for, you know, either a you know job right out of college or especially these summer internships, mm-hmm. you do not want to wait a few months before. So they okay. will absolutely be filled by then. So many companies post their internships um, like early in the fall. So think okay. the August or September timeframe. Um, so it's really important to be ahead of the game. Um, look early, look often. Um, and the other thing I would say is you can go, you know, right out to the company's career site, but there's also sites out there that are really specific to college. So two that I can, that I can talk about are, um, handshake and way up where they have a specific, you know, college sites out there where you can look for opportunities. That's cool. All right. So. You know my son Logan. He'll be starting his junior year next semester. I can't believe it. So, what advice would you give someone like him at that particular point in his college career about how to start positioning himself for his career after college? Now, before you answer that, let me remind our audience what the word positioning means in our community. So, it's a combination of the words proactive and positioning, and it's intended to convey the idea of networking on steroids. So, what's your position? on how he should position himself for that. Well, first, you know, got to wake up from the nap. And <laughs> That's get... true, because he is sleeping as we speak. <laughs> Start looking. That's number one. But no, um, but seriously, internships, I really, really recommend um, prior to your junior and senior year. Okay. This, is, this can give you an opportunity to really get a real-life gl- glimpse into the actual work that you might do in the field of study that you're in mm-hmm. and also help you decide you know, what you're interested in doing after graduation. Um, not only that, but it gives you a really important experience on your resume that will, can help you get that full-time job and most importantly, you know, help you build your network. And what's great about that too is you know, if you're like me, when I was um, going to college, I still needed to work. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. sometimes in the summer, folks are, you know, focused on getting uh, a job. But yeah. most companies are also offering paid internships as well. So it's really, you know, a win-win. Right. Got it. So it sounds like summary for my son, wake up from the nap and <laughs> start thinking about your internships as we start getting closer to the fall. So, uh, yeah. and really even now, even where he is as a rising junior, this is a good time. Yeah. The other thing I would say for Logan and, and for his peers are attend the career events at the school, talk to your professors as well as the career services at the school, right? Yeah. They, that's the whole reason they exist to help you find opportunities. Um, and they also have connections like that. Your professors might even have connections at some of these companies that you're interested in. Mm. So Highly recommend, you know, research the companies to learn, you know, what's their mission, their values, and really make sure you kind of have this list of companies that align with you and what's most important to you. And if you um, do secure an internship or, you know, that first kind of full-time job out of college, when you're there, really take advantage of the opportunity to meet as many people as you can Mm. and really connect and stay in touch. You know, that's kind of the one thing I wish I would have 
And you, yeah. you kind of know it. People tell you that. Yeah. But when I was younger, I didn't really understand the importance of that network. And, you know, I wish I would have spent more time really intentionally cultivating, you know, those connections with people. So do you guys, I know, uh, you know, LinkedIn's huge for, for seasoned job folks, but, you know, a lot of kids in, in college have to begin that process of building that network. Do you, do you have thoughts or things about the best way for them to go about doing that? Absolutely. So have have a LinkedIn profile, first and foremost. Yeah. And you can follow, um, you know, different organizations. You can get involved in student organizations. Uh, you can follow the companies on social media. So like for Verizon, we have a careers um, uh, channel on LinkedIn. So you can join and engage and see all the great content. So um, there is so much opportunity out there, but absolutely have that digital presence um, on social media. And, you know, make sure it represents you and your values as well. So it's important how you act on social media. Absolutely. Now, I will say to the listeners out there, if you're having difficulty with your LinkedIn, you're not sure where to start. We have, we've got coaching on that right there in the Reveal Talent commun- community at uh, revealtalent.com. So make sure to check out the opportunities there. So, Carrie, all that being said, if you could recommend three things to someone like my son, that they, things they should be doing to prepare for uh, making that transition, what would they be? Sure. So, first, it's really critical that you can communicate your skills and experience and be able to translate it to the job that you're interested in. So, number one, learn how to tell your story and make sure that you can do that in multiple ways. First, having a resume that stands out and a profile that stands out, right? Practice telling your story and show up amazing in the interviews. Don't wait till you are in the interview or after the interview to realize, oops, you know, I might have needed some more practice there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I know that that can be a challenge for some people. Um, and so, you know, Mark, that's why the work that you're doing with the Re- Reveal Talent community is so important you know, helping people craft their resumes and their profiles so that they stand out, you know, showing them how to make connections so that they get that opportunity. And then, you know, preparing for an interview. These are all amazing resources that I really recommend for, for students, but really anyone who is, you know, changing jobs or starting a new career. So that's number one. Number two, is build your network, right? Find connections and use your network as an advantage. That'll not only help you get your foot in the door for an interview, but some of these people will also serve as your mentors as you Mm. grow your career, right? And so when you think about that network, it's important to have a network of coaches, but also of peers. Mm. And this network will help you at every step of your career. That's number two. And then number three, it's really okay if you don't know exactly what you want to do. Yeah. So times are changing, right? We don't live in this world anymore where you join a company out of college and you have one career path and retire from that same company or job 40 years later. I don't know, Mark, do you know anybody? That, that <laughs> I don't know anybody that. at all like that. No. <laughs> it's really uncommon. I know very few people that ended up in a career that was exactly where they thought that yeah. they would be. So take every opportunity that you get, every job that you have as an opportunity. Do amazing in the job that you're in, even if it's not the job that you want. Um, You can always learn something from it. And if you do amazing, you'll be noticed for it. That's great feedback, Carrie. So Carrie, as we get to the end of our time together, 
I always like to ask our guests if they'd be willing to get a little vulnerable and answer some questions that would allow our listeners to see that they're not the only ones who feel discouraged and frustrated at times. To accomplish that, I wonder if you can tell me about a day, or perhaps the day, in your journey when you felt the most discouraged or lost. How did you deal with that? Sure. I, I actually tell this story frequently um, in these kinds of conversations because I learned a lot and it was really, you know, a catalyst to my career. So I had this really great opportunity several years ago to do an internal internship kind of type of pro- a program. Mm-hmm. I was working in sales at the time, but I really wanted to go into HR because that's what I got my degree in. And specifically, I wanted to be an HR business partner. Hmm. But in the internship program, I got put into a role in talent acquisition. And I had already had some talent acquisition experience. So, you know, honestly, I wasn't super happy that I wasn't getting, you know, the specific HR role that I wanted. Yeah. And at the time, I was coming into kind of a tough time, right? There was this really big hiring initiative. The team was overwhelmed. You know, there was nobody there that could kind of take me under their wing and train me. I kind of just got put out there. And um, as you can imagine, you know, there were not a lot of people were happy. Hiring managers, they weren't getting people fast enough. Mm -hmm. Candidates weren't having the best experience. The recruiters were overwhelmed. So here I was in kind of a tough situation. You know, I had left my commission sales job in the fourth quarter, biggest earning quarter of the year. And, you know, you, you kind of leave being recognized as, you know, a star player. I was doing a good job. Yes. And then all of a sudden I get put in this situation where nobody's happy, <laughs> not in the job that I want. And this, it really wasn't what I was looking to get out of this experience. Yeah. So I, I called my boss um, on my, you know, the, the boss for my permanent job. Yeah. And I said on the second day, Take me back, (laughs) you know, and um, he, meaning you, gave me the best advice at the time and said, you got to stick with it. You know, you made a commitment and surely there's something that you can learn from this experience. And he was right. And, and there was, and first thing I needed to do was change my, my attitude about it. And I changed my attitude and I said, you know what? All right, what do I need to get, to get this done? And I, I taught myself, I researched, I tested things and said, I need to deliver for the business. They have this need. How can I do that? And I just put my, all my energy into that. Yeah. And most importantly, delivered and, mm. and, and, you know, hit these huge numbers and really help the business make sure they had the talent they needed to to deliver. So what that did is it got me a lot of attention from yeah. the leaders in HR, from the business, and ultimately led to this amazing opportunity to lead the recruiting team for the entire area. Yeah. So what I say is say yes, you know? Mm. You can think of a lot of reasons to say no to an opportunity. Yeah. Um, especially when it's not exactly what you are looking for. But for me is say yes and, you know, learn from that and, you know, watch the opportunities present themselves. You just got to say yes, take a chance. You know, it's funny. You brought up seven habits of highly effective people earlier, and you know I'm a big fan. Uh, I mean, it it reminds me of the concept of of, um, uh, being a, a proactive 
mindset with regard to that and uh, having your circle of influence, right? So being aware of what you can control. And I mm-hmm. love the fact that uh, you, you were very aware of what you can control. I saw something recently they were talking about, you know, a lot of people, whenever you, you don't like what you do and you're struggling in your job, the way to get over that is to get better at it, to be good at it. That's one of the things that makes people the most happy in the work that they have is when they're good at their job. So I love to hear that your your big focus was to get better at that and, and to really dig in on making a difference. That's fantastic. And I think great advice for our listeners. So good stuff there. Well, one more question for you, Carrie. So I imagine a lot of our college-age listeners are a little nervous about starting work at the tail end of a pandemic. Uh, having a unique hiring vantage point at the one that you do, what encouragement can you give them about that? Yeah, so... Listen, there is so much to be hopeful about. You know, we're already seeing this shift in 2021. More jobs are opening. Um, there is really so much opportunity out there right now. And so my advice is focus on how do you get your foot in the door at that company, yeah. right? That list of companies that you said are match your values. Find that company that you can grow with. Um, so definitely start there. And, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is just because you're done with school, don't stop learning, right? Continue to really build those skills. The most important investment that you can make is in yourself. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of programs where you continue to, you know, upskill and learn new things or, again, use a different skill that maybe you didn't think you would use in in an opportunity or job that you find yourself in. Um, and you know, lots of networks to join, mm. as you mentioned, position yourself, hey. be proactive well used. Um, and get involved. Yeah. And a, a wise person once said, grow about 1% of every, every day, right? <laughs> That's right. There every you go. day. Yeah. I, I heard something also recently, which I think applies here. You know, when you have big changes that happen, like what has happened with this pandemic, it's, it's huge change and it changes the way we see things, but that change creates a space. It creates this void where things are different. And the folks who run into that void first find some amazing opportunities. If you have the courage to run into the void and do something different and learn something different, just like you're talking about, it creates opportunity. So I agree with you. There's going to be some wonderful new opportunities that come on the back end of this. There were some horrible things that happened on the front end and the middle side where where folks lost work, uh, companies were shut down but they will be rebuilt and it will be by the folks who are courageous enough to go and rebuild them. Well, Carrie, I have had a ball. Thank you so much for proactively setting aside time with us to, to be here today and to share your expertise and perspective. Um, it's awful nice of you to take the time to share it with our community. Uh, you've given the emerging talent in our community, I think a lot to think about. Well, it was my pleasure, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Um, And again, congrats to all of the graduates out there. Fantastic. And Carrie, all the best to you in the future. We hope to see you again soon. Thanks, Mark. Thanks so much for listening today. Every investment you make in your personal development is precious. And we hope the time you've invested with us today will spark thoughts and plans that will help you find the next climbing hold on the rock wall of your career. We hope you'll join us again soon, but until then, be proactive, be intentional, and keep 